to come to the fore and just open the service with a word of prayer just on key let's say Father we are praying
Jubilant song, let us just enjoy ourselves in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Tina Siline Lusu,
shop. Left shop, my brother. Oh, see to Jesus,
bless you with rejoicing in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, without a waste of time, Brother Mashabu will just be coming forth to say a word of prayer for the offerings. While we read the following prayer request, I'm told that uh, Sister Winnie's niece. She will be, she's going for a cancer operation tomorrow. So she's asking for some prayers. And I'm told so she studied body also, she's not feeling well. And then, yeah, I think God bless you. Uh, let's close our eyes. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, this very morning, Father, we would like to thank you, Father, for the opportunity you've given unto us to come into yes. your service this morning, Father. Amen. Uh, we'd like to thank you, Father, for the tithes and offering, Father, that your children have given unto you, Father. Yes. May you please, Father, be the one who will bless them, Father. And may your blessing, Father, be with them forever, Father. And this morning, Father, we've just received a prayer request from, from Brother Dibadi's wife, Brother uh, Dibadi's wife, Father, who's, no, who's not feeling well, Father. We believe that, Father, you are the one who's going to be, uh, who's going to process her healing, Father. Right. And we believe yeah. this morning that as we're speaking, Father, she will be feeling the difference, Father. Yes. Because we believe that, Father, she's gone to doctors, Father, but she couldn't get any help, Father. But we believe that you are the ultimate, Father. That is where everything stops, Father. That is where the devil, Father, doesn't have any chance, Father. We believe that as long as we put everything unto you, Father, it's going to come into fulfillment, Father. And, Father, there's another sister, Father, who's going to go for an operation, Father, because she has a cancer, Father. We believe that this morning, Father, that greater than the one who's greater than cancer is here, Father. Yes. Because we believe, Father, that you are the creator, Father. Even that cell, Father, that has gone out of place, Father, has started proliferating in her body, Father, causing this cancerous growth in her body, Father. We believe that you are the one, Father, who will be able to take it out of her, Father, and put the normal cells into her, Father. We believe that, Father, as long as you can come, Father, and touch her, Father, with your hands, Father, there will be a difference, Father. Yes. We believe that even there was a time when there was a sister, Father, who had cancer, Father, she was, see, uh, Brother Brandon's wife had cancer, Father, and brother, when she was supposed to go for an operation, Father, when they checked her, Father, the, the doctors couldn't find anything, Father. We believe that the, the cause of miracles that, that we're praying, we, Brother Brandon was praying for to then, the same God exists, Father. And we believe that even the same miracle that took place there, Father, can take place this morning, Father. Yes. That is why, Father, we put the sister in your hands, Father, so that, Father, you will touch her, Father. It was the, the same with the same the, the sister we had an issue of blood, Father. The only thing that she had to, to do was to believe, Father, that if she touched your garment, Father, the rim of your garment, Father, her life would be changed. That is why even this morning we believe, Father, that the sister, the fact that she has brought this request unto you, Father, she believes that you are a God of difference, Father. This is why we believe that, Father, you will go and touch her and make a difference in her life. Believe this in the in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Amen. Uh, we may take a uh, comfortable of our seats. Uh, while we once more greet you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then we are we are we are more than happy to be in the in the in the house of the Lord. And then uh, I've been given few names here that we may be happy with our visitors. And then God bless you. <coughs> and um Okay. Apologies from Sister Lindogu. She is at home. 
And then welcome to Brother Dinashi, if you can just raise your hand. And then uh, he's coming from, uh, oh, yeah, no, God bless you, bro. Oh, Eastly, Tabernacle in Harari, God bless you, sir. Okay, and then uh, Brother King Motuhani. God bless you, and then uh, Kujo. God bless you, sir. And then I'm told that uh, Fumani and his family, God bless you. Where are they? Oh. God bless you. And then last but not least, Sister Dora, God bless you. Where is she? Oh, God bless you. So, um, yeah, just feel at home. God bless you. Richie. And just an overall, God bless you all. You are most welcome. And then, um, yeah, brother, is it Nelson? Yes. Oh, okay. They say he wants to be baptized. Can you stand on your feet? We see brother Nelson. Oh. Wonderful. God bless you, brother. So, yeah, I will baptize you uh, in the correct baptism in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The biblical one that is accepted in heaven. So, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, we are happy with you, my brother. The decision that you made this morning, I guarantee that you will not regret it. There will be a blessing after blessing. God bless you, my brother. All right, last but not least, the man next to me. Yeah, this man next to me, uh, most of us, we know that he says um, he doesn't want to be a young man anymore. So we, we finally see this and some few days to come. The same that we must call him Father Yende. So... Um, So in short, Brother Msizi lived a, 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 in actual fact, a, a life that impressed us. And then as a young man, until today, we can say, uh, with a blessing, he can be a man. <clears throat> so he says he invites you to, to be with him uh, on which date, bro? October. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So on the 25th of October, we can just diarize it. Uh, 
And then on the 25th, let us just rise it and let us go and support our brother when uh, we marry him. Yeah, so God bless you. And then hopefully he will be a very good example. Yeah, when we have been working, me and him, we, we come long way. Yeah, so uh, if there is anyone that I have not yet come closer to him, I'm on my way. Yeah, so I'm very close to a lot of brothers. So, yeah, uh, we are pushing a particular agenda here. Yeah, so God bless you, Bram Sisi. And then let us stand on our feet. Um, Main purpose we are here. But name is this is to hear from God speaking to our lives. We can sing and do everything. But the ultimate is to hear God speaking to us. While we, we are in cognizant of or we appreciate the music that we have offered this morning, we can just keep on giving the quality of our voices to the Almighty God. God bless you while the man of God is is coming here. Let's sing welcome, welcome. God bless you.
Amen. We are happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Without me, of time, let's just go to the scriptures. As we read Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4, verse 8. Verse 8. It reads in this manner. Am I on the right one? Okay, let's From verse 8. So verse 8. He found it written in this manner. It says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Onke ukutusekayo noma kukhona ukuhle noma kukhona okubongekayo sindlani ngalokho Amen and then uh, let's go to that proverbs 4 but verse 23 Asiye ngodinezaka isahluko 4 kodwa sifunda u verse 23 Just only verse 23 alone sifunda u verse 23 pe It says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Brother Doctor is here, just come and say a word of prayer. As we close our eyes, Hoshelo Rodimo, Mobawana, Mohojalorona, Mangwale Shia Buche, Pelagabana Barra Moren, Highway Natura Shatola, Highway Natatu transmitted this life to each and every one of us. That's our prayer this morning, Lord. We commit the reading of this word and let you be the one who's going to come, Father, and lay the table before thy kids. We ask all these things, believing in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. 
All right, as you may take your seats. Amen. Yeah, if I could just have it on the screen. Amen. We want to speak about mind battles. Amen. That's what we want to speak about this morning. Amen. Uh, yesterday we were at a funeral in Alexander. Oh, brother Sitsedi. Oh, brother Sitsedi. Amen. So, from Bayana, they, there was a plan to steal me to Mami Lodi this morning, but I think from Bayana won. Amen. Amen. So uh, I said, Brother Tepiso must continue that site. Amen. He preached nicely last week. I said, continue with that message. Amen. We want to empower ministers uh, as well. Amen. I want to speak about mind battles. Uh, so that means uh, how many believe that we are in daily battles? Amen. Every day when you wake up from your bed, uh, your life is characterized with battles. And the battles are not so much about being physically. It's all about the mind. Because the prophet says a mind was chosen as a battleground. So that means we overcome from the mind, we get defeated from the mind. Because I'm told that 90% of the time is not so much about what happens to you. But it, is, it depends on how you react to it. I mean, how you interpret situations will ultimately uh, conclude whether you are an overcomer or you are a victim. But your life is a reflection of your state of mind. Uh, and even relationships that you keep or that you run, it is as a result of the state of your mind. Even this morning, whether you are going to be blessed or not, it's the state of your mind. It has nothing to do whether I read the whole night or not. It depends on your state of mind as you came to this place. Because a state of mind either creates expectations or it creates uh, 
a state of expectation of appointments or disappointments. And, uh, but maybe just to kickstart my sermon, I want to say the devil is interested in your mind. Amen. If he can capture your mind, uh, then ultimately he will make your life to manifest what is in your mind. And in the same breath, God is interested in your mind. And what if he captures your mind, what your life will manifest, uh, it will be as a result of what dominates your mind. Uh, just before before I come to what I'm showing here on the screen, this today there is so much on people's minds. And even the prophet confirms that in the message, Christ is the same. Paragraph 2-0. He says, but what it is, we are living in the day when we got the best doctors we ever had. The best hospitals we ever had. The best medicine we ever practiced with. But despite that, we've got more sicknesses than the world ever known. Despite, despite the access to advanced medical researches, uh, despite uh, how advanced our medical facilities are, despite how convenient life has become uh, in comparison to the days past. But uh, the problem is that you've got more sickness than the world has ever known. And this can be attributed to the state of mind. People's minds are burdened. There are things that are going on. The prophet says we've got too many things that God's people's mind torn apart. And the, and the poor people don't know what to do. And I tell you, it is the devil's way of capturing your mind. Because uh, today, you, 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 uh, there are times where you feel like what you do doesn't seem like it's enough. It seems like the expectations are so high, but it seems like you come halfway to that. Uh, maybe you look forward to completing metric. 
once you pass the metric, you realize it's not enough, you need a degree. And once you get to the degree, you get a job. And when you get a job, it seems like the pay is not enough. And as time goes by, as those things are revolving, then your mind tells you that actually you are not doing enough. It feels like you are running short of something. Has it ever happened to you? And, and, and as a result, when you feel uh, that you are unable to meet expectations. And sometimes these expectations, you don't know who said to them. But there is a push that you must meet this expectations. And every day, the media is trying to put a picture that it seems like you, are, you want to reach something, but you don't then that's why you will have the motivational speakers to fire you up and then when you are after you are being fired up you think you can do something very big but on Monday reality strikes and there is a lot on the mind but I think there is a remedy this morning. I think there is a remedy that a person can live a fulfilling life and be content with who they are and where they are when they see themselves in the scriptures. And as a result, today you can help because of what is happening, there is a flood of negative thoughts. And a thought is not just a, an, an idea. A thought has got a, an energy behind it. Because a thought will transmit a certain energy that will have an impact on your emotions. And depending on what type of an emotion it is, it either can help sustain the body or it can make the body to be sick. And depending on what type of energy it is, it can solidify relationships that you are in or it can destroy them. The way you are feeling this morning, it has to do with how you thought when you came this way. Emotions that are in your body is the very thing that your thoughts have produced. But the devil must capture your mind because the source of your thoughts is your mind. And the prophet is warning us in this message, uh, the law. 
says you are testing, let your testimony always positive. You let your thoughts always be positive. Never permit a negative thought to come into your mind. If you can help it. And I will tell you what attracts these negative thoughts. He says when it starts like that, don't entertain it. If a negative thought comes, don't entertain it. It says it's like the birds that fly over the field. The farmer can't help if the birds fly over the field. But he can stop them from building the nest on the field. The the thoughts can go over the field of your mind. But and you are not responsible for that. But when those thoughts built the nest on the field, then you are bound to have results of the very thoughts that you have. You can help the thoughts when they come. Don't entertain them. Just pass it on. That's why you hear uh, Paul was saying this when he wrote to the to the Philippians. He knew that it was all the state of mind. And he said to them, I like how he comes and says, finally, brethren. Meaning the conclusion of the whole matter. And he says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, that means an opposite of a true is a lie. But whatsoever things that are true, and whatever things are honest, and whatever things are just, and whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if they be any virtue, if they be any praise, think on these things. Think on things that are pure. Think on things that are true. Think on things that are lovely. Think of things of good report. Things of thing, think of things that are honest. Think of things that are just. That's what the remedy that Paul was giving. Now our thoughts are, are the contributing, uh, the controlling factor in what we manifest and create in our lives. And then I'm told that uh, the mind 
They can, it cannot tell the difference between an experience in real life or an experience you create in your mind. Because when you dream, uh, it's your mind coming into operation or a subconscious mind. Maybe you dream about falling off the mountain or maybe there is a, you are caught up in a fire. The mind cannot tell that that fire is not real. That's why you wake up in the middle of the night with your heart pumping hot. Then you realize that no, it was just a dream, but your mind saw the fire. So that means a mind is a precious thing. It can it can magnetize a lot of things. And that is why we need to protect the, the our minds. What you think and what you feel and what you manifest is always a mesh. It's not an ex- exception. And I will tell you that a certain time, you meet people that are always bubbly every day. And you meet people that, uh, it seems, you know there are people even when you meet them, you see that they are dragging themselves through life. How are you? Uh, no, I don't know much. Yeah, no, I'm fine. You see, this person has got no vitality. Uh, he's not excited about anything. He can even come to church and just look and stay the minister. And maybe they sing a beautiful song. It means like he's lost. We've got such people. But it is a reflection of their state of mind. How they are. How they think. Ultimately, it's how they behave. And there is what we call impaired thinking disorder. And this is what I want to remedy through the way to this morning. Because the devil is a beneficiary of an impaired thinking disorder. And, and, and through that, he can make you, uh, he can even make you sick. But you will come on to those things. Now, I said to your thoughts, they transmit they transmit a certain energy depending on what type of thought it is. But actually, even scripturally we know a thought is a creative mechanism. Uh, Whatever God thought, then God spoke and then it was manifested. 
But that means the creation is the reality of God's thoughts. And by nature, you as a human being, your thoughts will never be dominant. But your thoughts will ultimately bring about a reality. And on your thoughts, your reality will tell us whether the thoughts were right or were not right. And actually, even you going into the rapture is a result of your state of mind. It depends what thoughts dominate your mind. There is nothing that can ever surprise you in life. Anything that it comes, it must be in the line of your thoughts. Amen. And we will show you these things. Let's put this thing on. Now, we, we, we've, I just said, if you've got uh, wrong thoughts, Amen. You... You end up having worries, stress, anxiety, headache, migraine, stroke, suicide. These are the elements that show that the mind is not right. And all of us, and even when I'm preaching here, somebody is worried in this church. Somebody is stressed about something. something somebody is anxious about something. Somebody has got a, a, a headache in their lives. Somebody has got a, a migraine, which is a consistent headache. People are worried today. But it is because of impaired thinking disorder. It is because their thinking is skewed. And I will look into the factors that make makes one thinking to be skewed. The prophet spoke about a message called a thinking men's filter. And when your filter is not right, it can result in a distorted thinking. And I will show you this. When, when there are people in the manner in which they filter, they are able to take negative details and magnify them. How many people ever told you something and when later you found out you realized it wasn't as bad 
bad as they said it. Maybe they told you about somebody who's sick and you get there. They are not as sick as they told you. It is because the manner in which they filter, they take negative details and magnify them. They can look through an experience and take just an element of experience and make it negative and when you come to find about it then you realize it's not as bad as they say. And even you yourself, you must have done it on yourself. Where you are sick but you, 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 your sickness you magnify it so much and say, hey, I'm really, really sick. Even the way you walk, it shows that you are really sick. But some of you, when you go to the doctors, even when you try to pretend that you are really, really sick, the doctor says, just stand up straight. Climb on the bed. Hallelujah. And then all of a sudden you start running because you are scared of the doctor. He's trying to show you that you are a victim of your own mind. You are not actually sick, but your mind is telling you that you are sicker than you are really sick. And even us as pastors, there are people that come with a problem until you think that hey, this problem, it means the end of this person. But you realize that this is not a big problem. But it's because the mind has looked at the problem and magnified the problem and the devil likes that statement. You are the only one that is going through it. No one understands what you are going through. Let me tell you, there are people with bigger problems than what you have. And if we were to compare problems, you may even be ashamed to present your problem. But we need believers that are agile in mind. We need believers that can look at the situation and know that the scripture told them that they are more than overcomers. The, The world today, you cannot survive if you go through the world being a victim. You need to be a victor and know that you have been mandated by the scriptures. Because when you even when you go into the Bible, Hebrews chapter 11, when it speaks about faith and the heroes of faith, it, it speaks about the people that refuse to be swallowed by their circumstances. And the Bible says by faith. And today we must look at your life and say by faith. But it all begins with your state of mind. If you feel sorry for yourself, let me tell you something. The devil is not going to feel sorry for you. He'll actually stamp on you. 
But you know what gives the devil a heart attack? If when a believer goes through troubles but is not affected. If when a believer goes through a storm but use the storm to ride on the waves. Don't ever be swallowed by the storm. And actually when you want to surprise the devil if he does something uh, behave contrary if something is meant to make you angry be happy and by so doing then the devil is disoriented even if there's somebody who wants to upset you but you go and visit them then they get disoriented and say I thought you should be angry if somebody makes you really angry and you know that they made you angry then you go to their house they will behave like a visitor in their own house they will even take some moments in the bedroom and ask and say but he's not behaving the way I thought you would behave because why you are a believer you are made of a different material but if you are not made of a different material we will find you in bed crying and saying nobody loves me they even don't talk nicely about me no believer step up you are a believer you do not need to be swallowed by circumstances your mind must reflect a mindset of a believer Amen. I know there are people that like to be felt sorry for. Amen. Very sorry for. Amen. They, they've got no nothing in them that allows them to, to fight and, and, and conquer and rise. Amen. They, they think that the way they are, it's a fault of somebody. They always look for somebody for their lives to be the way they are. And if they can't find somebody, then they will find the government. But they've got to find somebody to justify their sorrowful state. That's not how a believer thinks. That's not how the believer fights. Actually, the believer would look at a, a series of misfortunes in their lives and will say, Oh God, thank you for developing my character. Thank you, God, for making me a better person. Today, I can tell other believers that I'm strong (laughs) on the basis of what I have been through. And I can say I was never soloed by my past. And even in the message I want to say this. 
And I've seen it a lot of times. When the message finds you, I was telling somebody, I think it was in Gauteng. When the message finds you, did not find you as a perfect person. And maybe let me start it in this manner as a pastor. When the message found me, I was not perfect. I was not a saint. I was a sinner. I enjoyed sin. Hallelujah. I had gone with the way of the world. And then God found me. But when I'm in the message, God forbid, I cannot start listing the sins that I made and say, goodness, this message is too holy for people like me. When I remember my sins and I look at his grace, it makes me love him even more. It doesn't make me feel unworthy. Even if I could find people, you know, because a church is a very interesting environment. When you sit next to somebody in church, you think, goodness, hey, angel. And then you look at yourself and say, devil. Hallelujah. And then from there, the devil likes that. Then he will begin to show you angels and say, you are not like that sister. You look at how she is. Look at that one, how she is. You, you know. Tell him. I don't know what's happening in their lives. But I know what has happened in my life. A sinner such as I, it's what made him to be a savior. Then you've got a change of mind. Listen to this conversation. And you will see that it's a state of mind. Somebody comes into the office. Uh, Pastor, you know, I failed it two times. I tried this, it failed. I tried that, it failed. Listen to that one. Now listen to this one. I walks into the office. Pastor, I'm a failure. Who is in the worst problem? Someone realizes that I've gone through events. But those events were unfortunate. But I'm not those events. But somebody says, I am those events. I'm a failure. Then this one, I take him and put him in a spiritual ICU. I see you. Some patients, you put them in a general ward, but others, you go into ICU. But the ICU hall is full of people that have got a skewed thinking. Amen. Amen. Are we still together? 
Now let's go into. I say it has to do with how you filter your, your thoughts. And there is what people do, it's overgeneralization. Overgeneralization. If, like, say we are a church like this, if one can be offended by a brother or a sister, when they leave, they say, hey, that church. No, it's not the church, it's that sister. Have you seen such people? They take one thing and overgeneralize it. They they go through a misfortune. And you know, especially you uh, in African culture. If if, If one person can die in the family, it means we are all going to die sooner. It's overgeneralization. Until, until a person comes to a point, have you ever met such people? It's because he looked at one thing and and overgeneralize it. If he's sick and the child is sick, it means a bigger problem. But as believers, a believer can never have bad luck. I've, me, I've never had a bad luck. And I will never have a bad luck. Because I'm the son of God. The blessings of God must be upon my life. It doesn't mean I will have it easy. I will have the ups and downs. But I will not say I have a bad luck. I've gone through that because I had to learn something. But I will not regard it as a bad luck. If you thought you had a bad luck, throw away that mind. You are a son and a daughter of God. And how your mind is tuned, it attracts things that you see will be exactly how your mind is. Let me put it in this man. Have you ever seen that if you buy if you buy a car, maybe you buy a Navara, you, remember, you know that the day you are driving around, you will see a lot of Navaras. Hallelujah. All of a sudden, there are, goodness, wheat bank is full of Navaras. But when you did not drive a Navara, there were no Navaras. It's because your state is magnifying things that are similar to your state. Take it and use it in this man. If you say, if you say, you know, me, me, na, me, I won't be anything. Then you end up looking, finding a lot of people that look like nothing. 
and it, spiritually it works in this man there was a time when I was before I was in the message I said hey that means when you hear the word holiness you thought that no one can be holy only God can be holy and because I was unholy then I met a lot of unholy people and they justify that it's difficult to be unholy, to be holy. But one day I met the grace of God. And the grace of God say, you shall be holy. From that time I started seeing holy people. I saw holy brothers and also holy sisters. Because why? It's a reflection of my state of mind. You know, if a criminal comes to church and steals and is in church, he, he, yes, he's sitting, we sing and go up and down. He just thinks that everybody is a thief, is that they are not caught? <laughs> Because why he is a thief. A, a dishonest person thinks that all people are dishonest. Have you ever seen a, 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 a an honest man? Actually, sometimes they even rob him. Because he thinks that everybody is honest. How you think other people are is a reflection of how you are. And the devil wants to make it in this manner to justify you to remain in your state and die in your state. Amen. Which comes to what I I wanted to speak about. Where one thing that makes people's mind to be skewed. It's a it's a mind reading. Amen. Mind reading. Amen. Amen. You know that there are people that think they are good with mind reading. And they read it so wrong. And end up with a wrong attitude because they read wrong. Amen. I mean if you come to the church. And you even say, today I'm visiting the church, but me and Pentecostals, we don't agree. And you go to church. I tell you, you will start reading their minds. Amen. If they do something, then it confirms how you read. Then it justifies your attitude. And and we see it even in this country. I will say it for what it is. Amen. There's there's a lot of mistrust between blacks and whites. If a a black person goes to the whites, he thinks that they are going to mistreating me. Maybe even if they don't greet him, they don't see him, he says, mind you, you see? 
That's how it is. Amen. If it's a white person going to a black community and thinks that they are violent and they meet somebody who's drunk because every race has got a drunk person, then he says, no, they are all you see violent. It's how people read. It changes their attitude. It makes it difficult for them to stay together. Exactly spiritually as well. When you come to church, don't read our mind. Ask where you don't understand. That's why I always tell people in this church, I'm preaching for people that are thriving towards perfection. They are a work of God in progress. And the reason they are in church is because they are not perfect. They want the way to perfect them. And as long as they are not perfect, they will make mistakes. But there is a difference between them and their mistakes. And they will grow over those mistakes. Because if I don't adopt that attitude, I can write a man of this year only to find he will be better next year. And a church works in a funny manner. The pillars of the church that you see today, the, the pillars of the church of today, a lot of times you'll find that there were troublemakers yesterday. Did you hear me? Amen. Because they were not perfect there. But a person grows and becomes better and becomes mature until we say goodness. Amen. Goodness. Yeah. Amen. Because when you are a when you are a son, you must remember your son your father one day was a troublesome son. But he grew. That's when he advises you. He remembers when he was troublesome. Uh, That one we do not have. Amen. Amen. It's true. Even as a believer. your children before they are converted, the reason they will shock you, they are like you before you were converted. Amen. Amen. Then you you see yourself when you were still here. Unconverted. Amen. But as people we grow. Amen. Does it happen, this thing of mind reading? Amen. Where a person just wakes up, nobody loves me. And we will find a reason to justify. And say, they can't love me because... 
I'm rich or I'm poor. I'm short or I'm tall. People have got those things. Amen. And as you drive in Navara and see other Navaras, with that attitude, you amplify things as well. And there, are, there is a people with catastrophic minds. They expect the worst. I think people like Brabant and Bramsha will know those people. But when they walk into the doctor's room, they really think the worst. Amen. Even if the doctor say, hey, but you are worse, we need to do some battery of tests. And then that's when they think that now I'm dying really. Even the doctor took blood. He says I must come back to him. Then from the, from the time the doctor took blood until the doctor sees him then he becomes sick, sick with a new disease. Because worry will bring another disease. Amen. Amen. I was just showing those things. The prophet comes to somebody on the platform in the message expectancy. He says, how do you do, sister? You believe with all your heart. Now you are a very nervous person. Not in in a nervous of shaking or jumping. But you are nervous. It's a mental nervousness. Because you are a deep thinker. You you are always thinking. And taking other people's troubles and make them your own. Amen. Amen. It's more like minding what's not your business. Amen. It's like Amen. And then it creates that mental nervousness. And you become a deep thinker. And we've got those deep thinkers that solve problems that do not exist. That cross the bridges before they get to them. Amen. And we, even, even, even in marriage, you find a person is married, but he's planning that what happens should we divorce? But they're not divorced, but he's planning always. If it, he divorces, this is what I will do, this is what I will do. You, you, then by so becoming, the devil steps on you. I know what I'm talking as a pastor. People plan for things that have not happened. But you know why is it that? The devil knows your expectations will produce your results. Amen. Amen. He comes to another one. 
He says the only thing say you think deep. You cross bridges before you get to them. Taking other things upon your heart. You are always planning something that never happens. Even in this church you will find those people that are planning for things before they happen. You find them in every group. And you know, when you begin to plan for something before it happens, or something that will never happen, the devil is creating a state of worry. If the devil can make you to be worried, then my brother, he has already captured you. But let me tell you something. A believer is not somebody that is worried. The Bible says, first seek the kingdom of God. And when you found the kingdom of God, nothing must ever worry you. Because you know all the paths that I will take in my life were appointed by God. And if God appointed them, God has already planned my life. Are we together? Because people are worried about this and that. Just take the kingdom of God and relax and say God is in charge. How tomorrow, what will happen tomorrow? I don't care. I know who holds tomorrow. That's, That's what's important. Amen. But obviously, it doesn't take common sense for complaining. Amen. You must still, God has given you a brain to plan as well. You cannot just say everything is appointed by God, but you. You don't work, you don't start, you say, ah, God will take care. You must find a, a balance. Amen. We do our part, and God will do his part. Amen. Amen. Now, he comes somewhere here. Before I I come to this one, let me. Don't know what I've done here. But if you can just press once there. Thank you. Now, if if this morning, if your thoughts could be put in a picture form and we take because since you are in this church this morning there's been flood of thoughts in your mind or maybe your thoughts from yesterday if we can put them in a, in a photo film and hang it in this church and every wall would we be so kind 
Or would you be happy to take us and say, this is the picture that was in my mind. This is another one that was on my mind. That is what was on my mind. You know, some of us, if God can put our pictures in photo form and put them around here, we'll even be scared to come in. My question would be, can you own up your thoughts or will you disown your thoughts? If, if maybe if you are married, if God can take your mind and develop it to be photos, can you stand with your wife and say, this is what I thought. This is what I thought as well. As a sister, can you do that? What I'm simply meaning is that our thoughts must always be pure. Our thoughts must always be in line with the word of God. So that we can be proud and say, that's what I was thinking. And how do you make sure that your thoughts are pleasing to God? Think Christ's way of thinking. Whatever you think, it must be in line with how he thought. That's why Paul says, let the mind that was in Christ be in you. His thoughts must become your thoughts. And today, because we are right in the end time, and as it was in the days of Noah, the Bible says the thoughts of men were continually evil. Their imagination ran wild. But today, you and I must show that we are the predestinated sons and daughters of God. Whatever the day, because today there is a visual pollution. Things that you see on the billboards, naked women on the billboards, but as sons and daughters of God, we need to have a thinking man's filter. And a thinking man's filter is the word of God. And think like a son of God and a daughter of God and shun the very appearance of evil. The prophet in this generation, he had to have a cross in his car that every time he sees something that was untowards the weight, he would look back on the cross. When you see something that is untowards to the weight, do you get absorbed in it? Or do you quickly turn away and reject that thought? The brother mentioned something on Wednesday about the internet. Internet is a good medium if you use it in a good manner. But it's a dangerous one. And internet the internet and the content of the internet can make a married man to be numb towards his wife. Did you hear me? Based on what is there. 
And I will read you, uh, there is a quote where the prophet is speaking. But we'll read it for married people some other time. Internet should not dictate how we run our marriages. The way it must dictate how we run our marriages. And our sisters, we need to remember they are the daughters of the queens or of the king. And relate to them as daughters of the king. Amen. Are we together? Because this world has become has objectified women. The reason men are behaving the way they are behaving is because the government lost control of the media. The government lost control of the media. What men consume in the media that's what makes men to behave the way they are behaving it has corrupted their minds young boys in the today have got no respect for women because why they are movies their music movies their rap music their hip hop music thrives on making women be like objects the way they project women in those videos if the government is serious about women abuse by tomorrow they can sort it out shut down certain television channels remove, shut down certain recording companies. Today, who's this rapper? Is it Dr. Dre? They say he's the richest man in the world. He's a global billionaire. But his empire Go and check how they are projecting women in his videos. Tupac is renowned today. Go and check how they project women. Then when we ministers speak about how women should be like, you tell us that we are women abusers. Who's, who's actually fooling who? I, I've never shown a naked woman on a video. So why, why would somebody regard me as a woman hater? I believe that women must dress decently and walk like daughters of God and be respected like daughters of God. I tell you, I'm ten times better than Dr. Dre. But what is the government doing? They would rather close the church than rather than closing Dr. Dre. Amen. Amen. If we preach the message and your women's legs, they say, Ay, it's women hate. Tell them that they must stop. We need to see them in the streets shutting down pornography. Amen. 
Amen. And my sister, I would ask a question. Between the one that is clothing you and the one that is making you naked in the street, who's got your respect? Amen. Are we together? Amen. But in this church, we cannot even fellowship with any man that disrespect his wife. And I've got a code for it. The prophet says a mentally right man won't mistreat his wife. The first sign of insanity is a man who mistreats his wife. It's the code. It's the quotation. Don't say Pastor Madiba is busy swearing now. Let's read it so that they know it's the prophet. It's a message. He must be born again. He says God said in the creation you shall rule over you. He shall rule over you. Not be a boss. Hallelujah. The prophet says she's sweet, kind, and tender. You should lead her around sweetly because she's part of you. If you go mistreating her, then you are mistreating yourself. A man that is mentally right won't do that. Sing as well. Amen, my daughter. Amen. Amen. And me, I'm very easy. And I've identified it very early. A person who supports me as a pastor, or a brother that really sees as my pastor is not when he gives 10,000 to the church. Although we need that 10,000. Amen. It's not when it is done. But when a brother respect his wife or love his wife is a good reflection of my ministry. And a sister that really say Madiba is my pastor. It's not when they sing with angelic voices. But when a sister respects her husband, then I can say that sister is a product of my ministry. That brother is a product of my ministry. Respect and love. Ah, madam, if you mistreat your wife, you are not a reflection of my ministry. Amen. Or, or you disrespect your husband. Amen. Amen. You know, a, a gracious woman respects her husband. A gracious woman would never be one to be seen arguing with her husband. 
Not that she does not argue. She has her own secret place where she argues. Amen. I mean, even if you, after the service, if you can see somebody, but ah, what we are preaching is not the truth. You will feel sorry for me. Say, The pastor is really struggling. Even next time I preach, you look at my wife and say, is the man getting to travel or ganja? Amen. Maybe if she's gone to the extreme, she can even stand up and bang the door on her way to the toilet to register to the church that she's upset. Amen. Until uh, I shake and ask Dickens to accompany me home. Because it's rough, it's rough there. Amen. There are some, when you shut up for God bless you. Amen. Yeah. Now, some of these mindsets. Okay. Just to wrap up what I've been talking about. Today, this evening, this afternoon, some people have got worried mind. They worry about everything. They worry about things that will never happen. There are people that have a legalistic mind. A legalistic mind, either to them is a straight ruler, nothing else. A legalistic mind, uh, and uh, even a ministry can be legalistic. in this church, as much as we believe that you dress in a certain manner, but it doesn't mean that if you come to church, we will kick you out. No, we understand. As people, we are how we are based on how, what we've been exposed to. Yeah. If you don't know the truth, I cannot use the truth to judge you. I must preach the truth, then you will repent and come in line with the truth. I hope we are together because there is a middle of the ground. Now, if you've got a legalistic mindset, then you will, you will never rest. Things will irritate you. Brother Brenham was not legalistic. Actually, Brenham Tabernacle had a woman who had a mini skirt playing a piano. Until another brother said, No, let me go and see this man. Why is this sister wearing a mini skirt playing for us? 
You know, if it can happen, some people will even leave the church or the pastor is not doing something about that system. Because you must remember, a, a, a pastor does not have a shotgun approach. Sometimes we can correct a brother on the spot. And sometimes we can allow somebody to run a mile because we look at things on merits. We are not a legal system that says consistency. We can find one brother drunk and excommunicate him and find another one drunk and load him in the car and bring him to church. You can't do it in the law because law is consistency. You must keep on arresting them. If you catch this one, you must catch that one. If you catch that one, you must catch that one. But in the message, it's not like that. If we find this one drunk, I knew you'll find me. And then I'm going to drink now. Now we even say we communicate you now. We communicate you now. Man, man, must not tell this other one. Must not tell her no must born when he sees us and he cries. Then we say, hey, brother, yet it is now for man. Wipe, wipe. Maybe to give him cream soda <laughs> and bring him to church. Amen. Oh, What's the difference? <laughs> one is remorseful they've done exactly the same thing but another one is not remorseful so you judge by merit but the people that are not spiritual they will say hey was a pastor's favor low bro he even took him with his car drunk and brought him to a church no it's based on merit the sister was wearing a mini skirt and they asked the prophet, what are you doing about it? Because the prophet was not legalistic. He says, leave it alone. It's none of your business. Because the, 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 the prophet checked the spirit and knew that the spirit is sweet and knew that ultimately she will repent. Because when you are a pastor, you, you are like a chicken that is watching over eggs that are about to hatch. Some, some of the eggs you see that they need the right atmosphere and they will hatch. Other eggs you just take them and fry them. No anxious mind. We've got those people that are always, they've got panic attacks. Amen. Amen. And especially the, I have seen others, especially when you are visiting amongst relatives. The other one I was with, a certain old lady. And then the phone rings. 
Then I Then he picked up she picked up the phone and said, Who's died? Who has died now? I mean because for her, when the same phone rings, they must tell her about a funeral. Amen. You've got that people that are anxious. And when you become anxious, you can even become superstitious. Yeah, super being superstitious. I mean, when we find it predominantly amongst us. Amen. If you drive home and a black cat, a black cat moves in front of you, mind you, so your funeral policies are they fine? You are thinking now, I'm a police and an ancient mind becomes a superstitious mind, and ultimately, you've got high blood pressure, sugar diabetes, and all those things. Sometimes it's a reflection of the state of mind, although sometimes it's genetic. It does not mean that if you've got it, you've got an anxious mind. That's why I say some. A controlling mind. Some people is the either my way or the highway. Amen. And if it is not their way, then they get upset. Uh, Amen. You've got to those people. Then you've got self-righteous. The self-righteous mind has got no room for grace. If I can do it, everybody can do it. That's the attitude. No prayer for anybody. No counseling to anybody. No encouragement to anybody. Either you are in or out, you need no help. So all these mindsets can lead you having an unhappy life. But in order to overcome all this mindset, there's what we call Christ mind. And when you've got it, it will balance every area of your life. In closing, think his way of thinking. God bless you. Eight. Don't, don't look for it. It will come up on the screen. Where's somebody? Going to the restroom. Amen. If you can help us, brothers. How many are happy? As we stand to our feet. Let's just sing any worshipping song.
That's right, amen. Let's sing it. How could He went with us into battles and made us to overcome those battles. Actually, our mindset should be of that of more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. I am not a conqueror. More than a conqueror. That's who you are. Amen. I am more, more than a conqueror through Christ. I am more, more than a conqueror through Christ. 
Let's say there's a fourth man in the fire while we are working towards closing now. No
Send away a fan and a lena. Ulusul and Amsanjan Cosietu. La Puncosia misses a buena. Lassitola Gulung is a wind pillows eight. Thank you, dear God. Cleaning so long Cosiam, good is a lango and Cosiam's funny pillows eight to Zenzuel and Mono. Uli Cleaning some Cosiam with Jalomas Pumala, Sipuman Ugusha. Footing Cosiam Waka is in pillows eight. Footisias and Cosiam putting getting Ilangasio Bangaba Pelange. Pelelego, Pesis in Yamala, Lagulidis, Gobanco Siam, Wenzela, Wenzela, Colombo Siami, who may say Tegusaco Pambide, who would in Cosiam sees the Glendower, sees the Wenzuin Pelosi to Zibe Isula Congo Pelele, 
sibonga kakhulu nkosi yama sizisuli futhi moya wethu yathokoza ingakho baba inceke yakho yathi uma sizalana nkosi yami asizange ukubheka omunye nomunye kodwa nkosi yami sizele ukuthi impilo zethu zilungiswe iloko nkosi yami okukhulu ukwendlula zonke izinto ukuthi ukhulume usisole usakhe ngoba nkosi yami uma sisekhona kulomhlaba siyadinga ukwakhiwa uma siphuma la nkosi kuso Jesu Kristu sibambana nempi ngoba usathana umelene nakho konke okuhle umelene nabo bonke abantwana bakho ukuthi inkosi yami kube likhuni ukuyaphambili bese inkosi yami sigcwala imicabango ebuswa uyena uNkulunkulu namandla kodwa siyabonga ukuthi uba khona kulethi kulendawo sihlala siba ngabahlumileko njengoba usho inkosi yami ukuthi asizihlome zonke izikhali zakho yiko lo inkosi yami osenzela khona sithanda ukubonga abantwana bakho sithanda ubonge inceku zakho siyazi inkosi yami ukuthi ubusuku nemini azilali zina lomthwalo ukuhlala zilungisa inkosi yami ngoba ubekile kuzona inkosi yami ukuthi zilibize ibandla lakho lize lifike ekhaya ubekile lokho siyakhuleka ngiyakhuleka egameni ka Jesu Kristu ukuthi lo mdlandla la umandla inkosi yami uhlala uwenezela njalo ukubona uhlala ubanika lokho ukukhuthala inkosi yami nongaphela imandla nongagatali ukuthi inkosi Jesu Kristu thina sakheke ngoba inkosi yami ngesinye isikhathi sizalana kulikhuni inkosi yami siza sibantwa ngathi sisidonsa izinyawo kodwa babungena kwethu kulendaba ukufika omunye umdlandla osenza inkosi yami ukuthi ngabe enkulunkulu namandla kuyaphindeka lokho kwenzeke njalo inkosi yami ngoba izwi lakho lingamandla inkosi yami asiqinisako siyabonga inkosi yami konke lokho kwenza inkosi yami ngoba ukhona wena ebantwaneni bakho sibongile moya ingcwele sibongile inkosi uJesu Kristu umlayezo namhlanje uyasikhulisa uyasakha usenza inkosi yami sibe ngaphezu kwalelizwe noma inkosi yami izwe liza ngokuphi ukuhlakanipha kodwa thina sihlala njalo singaphezu kwalo sikubonga kakhulu moya ingcwele sibonga kakhulu inkosi uJesu Kristu phinda wenezele ingcwebini zakho nasemadikoni wethu inkosi yami ukuthi inkosi yami konke lokwenzeke kuqhubekele phambili busisi ibandla lakho siphumala enhliziyo zethu zembethe izwi lakho ngokuphelele baba igameni lenkosi yethu Jesu Kristu amen Masuabuna. <laughs> 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 